Hello, and welcome to One Stop Co-op Shop, your one stop for board game news and reviews. Hold on to your pants, it's time for a special episode. Okay, welcome to One Stop Co-op Shop. This is Steve here with Kim. Hi, everybody. We're here not to play a game, but to talk about a game. Still exciting. Still exciting, Don't exactly. Worry about it. <laughs> so this will be on our YouTube, live YouTube stream channel, but it will also be a podcast. So hopefully we, have, we get the information either way. But today we're going to talk about Assassin's Creed because we just got done playing the full campaign. Yes, we did. It was a long one. It was a long one. <laughs> well, it, take, it takes long when you play once a week. Correct. And then skip a week here or there. Correct. So it's all right. Yeah, so we're going to be doing a review of it, and it's going to be top five format. So if you're not familiar with that, we talk about the five things you need to know about the game, and then that section will be spoiler-free. But then afterwards, we're going to talk about some other topics that we did not cover in the top five that will not be spoiler-free. We'll get into some spoiler territory. So right now, you're totally fine listening in. If you don't want to hear any spoilers, you should be fine. The stuff we're going to talk about is pretty generic, and then after that, we'll get into some fun details. Okay. So let's jump into the review. Like I said, top five format, talk about our five things you need to know about this, starting with the least important, working way to the most important. So starting with number five, and this is a joint list for both of us. Yeah, I mean, it really comes down to the fact that you think a whole lot more analytically about games and like reviews, and I just kind of just feed off of what you say, and then I'll interject my opinions. Oh, it's totally fine. Okay. <laughs> so number five will be a pro, and that is playtime. I mean, specifically about this is when we sat down to play a memory, and a memory is the same thing as a mission in this game, it generally took us for two players like anywhere from 45 minutes to 60 minutes. I would feel like that was pretty common. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Now, setup, that's not including necessarily setup and some others. I mean, even that was including some strategy talk and planning uh, in, in that discussion. So it actually plays really fast. It plays fast enough where if we weren't streaming this, I would totally play the game back to back. Back-to-back memories, absolutely. I could see that. But it was nice that it didn't feel like it overstays welcome at all. Like, we're in there, we're playing the game, it was engaging the whole time, and I just really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because it's funny you mentioned that, where it's, like, not overstaying its welcome, because we played a game recently, and I was like, I'm I'm done. And we were maybe, like, halfway through. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I think, you know, an hour play, you can move on. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. Now, that is the playtime for each individual memory. Of course, the campaign is longer. The campaign is, we just looked it up, is 26. 26. Yeah, 26 possible missions memories. You, you may not or will not play them all, depending on how you approach it. So it'll vary a little bit for mm-hmm. that. But Yep, number five, full-on pro, playtime. Loved it. Okay, let's move on to number four. This one is a con. And this is one that I have heard from others, and I can completely agree it is the enemy variety mm-hmm. so in every memory you have max well with some exceptions we will get that later but you basically have max two enemy types that's it and one of the emery's em- emery's one of the enemies is always the crossbowman hey nick <laughs> Hi, welcome nick yeah and so this one was a big a pretty big negative for me i think because um, it was just like, well, it's always the crossbowman and an something elite. else. Yes, yeah, something yeah. else. We won't get into the details of what that something else is. Yeah. For spoilers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, the fact that there were only, a, you know, two enemies, no matter what the case may be, on the mission, I kind of wanted more. Yeah, you do. You know? More variety in that. Now, the silver lining that this kind of is a sort of pro in that you don't need to grab out all the miniatures. For example, something like Reichbusters we've played. We've got a ton of miniatures just on the board and going everywhere. This one, I just know it's always crossbowmen and something else. So it was a little bit easier stuff in that regard. But mm-hmm. I mean, if they would have done, like, you could have kept just the two enemies, but if they would have evolved over yeah. the series of missions, maybe that would have helped, but they, sure. it was always the same. Now, that being said, when you wrap it all up, there is an opportunity to... There's something. Spoilers. Play again in another manner. Yeah. But we'll get there. Right. But yeah, that's the main thing. And I kind of understand it because the crossbowman, you need some type of ranged, ranged attacker, and that is always the crossbowman, and then the elite was your melee attacker. Um, and so I understand that, but like I said, it still would be nice. 
That's my number four con and meat variety. Moving on to number three. You know it's coming on this list at some point, and here it is. The pro, and that's stealth. For you. Gotta talk about stealth. <laughs> Gotta you. talk about it. I mean, if you're playing a mace-wielding woman that's just <laughs> smacking him, that was the first part of, like, the first half of my campaign. I was like, I don't care about noise. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Well, we're talking about, like, the opportunities of stealth in yes. this game. Yeah, you can't be, be... I say that because I, you know, then eventually learned, hey, I'm actually an assassin. I should be quiet, you know? <laughs> So there's a lot of different ways it happens in this game. So there's some um, hiding spots in the game, and these aren't spoilers. This is you learn about this in the rule book, of course. Well, and it it really plays nicely on the actual video game. Like yeah. you can go jump in that hay bale, yep. and be chill. I do wish they had like the bench where you could sit down and like <laughs> melt into the crowd. Uh, they didn't have that, but that's okay. Yeah, there's a uh, only a few limited hiding spots on the board, which is fine. It works out. You can use them. Um, climbing towers and roofs. Yep. Rooftops. That was in there. You can definitely use that to, to get away. Jump into that little, um, not a hut, but you know. Yeah, the, the hiding spot, whatever it's called. I can't what remember what it's called. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. And then the, the enemies will hunt you down too. So if you're spotted and you run away from them, half the group will follow you to the next spot. Mm -hmm. And then half of them will follow you to the next spot. And it's, it's half rounded up. So eventually one person will always tra be running with you. And so that's where you can jump on a rooftop and they won't be able to yeah. follow you. And, and you it feels... Lose your tail. Exactly. It's, it's really cool in the way they did that. Yeah, and it opens up opportunities for um, cooperation as well, where, like, I can bring enemies to you to do a massive attack, for example. Mm -hmm. So I like that a lot from the stealth aspect. The other aspect is uh, you need to hide the bodies, which seemed very Assassin's Creed-esque, right? So... Yeah, you don't need to. You It helps. That's true. That's true. You know, I mean, if, if they happen to see their comrade on the ground... You know, something's <laughs> up. <laughs> um, there's a lot of items, events, and special abilities that trigger that too. I won't go into details here, but some of that is spoiler territory, but you can obviously manipulate the stealth ability there. Uh, the dice results was a cool one. So when you move into an area, an enemy moves into your spot, you need to do a stealth check. And the difficulty of the stealth check is going to be dependent on if the alarm is going on or not, mm -hmm. which seems very thematic. I like that. If the alarm's going on, they're more more observant so there's more a greater yeah, likelihood to find you something's awry and they right. have to you know find right. out what's going on now that is another thing i'll bring up because i feel like when talking about stealth in these games a lot of people talk about the alarm as being stealth but the alarm is just the difficulty of stealth but it's not stealth as well we played a lot of games with the alarms ringing and it's ringing but, the whole time but we were in stealth right so yeah so it's a little bit it's a it's a difference i just want to point that out that the alarm and stealth are kind of different things in this game the so. alarm yeah like you said the alarm state just makes it a little bit harder right the enemies if they see you they're coming for you right um but otherwise you can still hide and you do have to be a little more careful about how you move i do want to talk about one other thing about the stealth is because you're using miniatures in order to mark your stealth you have to put red rings on the miniature yeah. and so it's in the book it tells you to take off your colored ring that you're playing to mark your character and put the red ring ring on and then you know swap back when you're back in stealth we never did that no we just put the ring on as a hat yeah it was fine but that doesn't bother me i think that's more of a you thing that it just it's a nuisance that you don't like right yeah it and it doesn't really bother me either like okay put on the head no big deal it's, it's marking it's doing the job but I would not put it on the base yeah. because yeah Nick says you have to do it <laughs> exactly because you it just it's unnecessary. It's just unnecessary work to take that on and off. It's just not worth it. Plus, there's times where you go into stealth and out of stealth quickly. It just no, just make it easy for yourself. But yeah, that was me. Three as a pro is stealth. That was a good one. Okay, moving on to number two. Number two is a con. I'm glad I didn't even get to experience this. The way that you described it. Yes. Yeah, I'm glad this... I, I was nowhere near this. I was frustrated. This is a huge con for me for this game, and that is the tutorial memories. I'm going to call them tutorial memories because it basically like puts you on rails, and I could it drove me nuts. I played these with my son without you. Yeah. And I, I kind of did it intentionally because I was like, oh, I read the rule book. Like, this is what we're supposed to be doing. Uh, and like, well, and it was smart because you know me in the sense where if it's like you introduce this to me and it is crap. It's going to take some negotiating to get, to get me back to the table to be like, you really want me to play this again? As bad as you made it sound. Um, not saying I'll never, I won't give games a second try or anything, but this, this, the way you described it was like, those are the worst thing ever. Uh, it, it, and it was, 
particularly difficult for us because we played a lot of V Sabotage, which previously called V Commandos. And so the base of Assassin's Creed has a lot of similarities to that game. And we'll do a video comparing them in the future here. But I guess we had this strong base, and so this tutorial missions were... It's like, well, I already know what's going on. Let me just... Let's get to it already. Okay, well, let me ask you this way. Yeah. If you wouldn't have had that V-Sabotage experience, would the tutorials still been terrible, or would they have actually been helpful and good? Were you, would you have had a different opinion on them? No. I say that because... The enemy, there's a tutorial, like, the enemies aren't in the first one or two of them at all. They're just, like, moving around the map. And at some point, the enemies appear, but they don't even move. So it's, it's like a snail crawl to try to get you to it's figure It's basically it out. a puzzle. Like, you just move around. And it's, and it's to get, I understand what they're doing. They're trying to get you to understand how you can move around, how you can tactically position yourself to do that. But, like, the V Sabotage rulebook, it has that in there, but it's a separate puzzle you can do. It's not, like, required for the campaign. And this one... I feel like it's required because you get experience and you unlock things, and those will travel, transport, or continue on into a campaign or the memory 1.1, where I consider the actual game starting. Okay. So, like 0 0.1 to 0 0.4 is the tutorial missions. And so, this was a big negative for me. Uh, I do think you have to play them just to figure out how much experience you have, what items you get, but. I, I kind of think my my preference is I would just fast track it. I would just make an assumption. Okay, you know what? We have this much experience and these items, and we'll just go from there. Well, how would you even know? Like fresh out of the game, how do you even know what's the normal going rate? Is, you wouldn't. Wouldn't you want to look in the book and be like, let's pretend yeah. we did this and just look at the book and say we're going to start with X Y Z. Yeah, you wouldn't know that at the first go. When you first play through, you have to play through tutorials, in my opinion. But on replays, you can say, okay, let's fast track past that stuff because it's not, it's not, it's not okay. value add at this point. Okay. So that's All a big right. contra me. Well, we murdered that one. So what's next? <laughs> next, next. Number one pro. And this was a hard one to describe. And I'm going to describe it as opportunities for clever play. So oh, we get some questions. So well, I'm going to get to the questions in a second from online here. But let's go to the pro opportunities for clever play. So this one well, is. I'm going to interrupt you because Nick ahead. is thinking, uh, he says, online tells you how to start. On a BGG thread at 1.1. Oh, thank you. So, so you can skip the tutorial. Just check out BGG. Okay, there you go. I'll do that. Thank you, Nick. I do recommend <laughs> doing that then. Very, very. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you, answer your question, DVC Bear, after this. Yep. So I'll Hang get on. you. Thank you for the questions. Okay. So opportunities for clever play is my number one pro. And what I mean by that is I felt like there's a lot of times when we are strategizing and playing this tactical element where... Like, oh, that's a really great idea. We can manipulate, we can use the environment to our advantage or position ourselves in this way or use these abilities to really give us a, le a leverage over the enemy and achieve the mission goals. There was a lot of that. I thought that was really cool. The way that our players, mm -hmm. you know, abilities can kind of help each other or, you know, even if you're on the other side of the board, we can still plan ahead and be like, I'm going to draw the enemy over here. Right. Um, you even at one point... I don't think this is spoilery, but you dropped a bomb and we kind of manipulated everything to make it work for the both of us. So that was, that was really smart. I yeah. Think. Yeah. I really like those opportunities. You can do a lot with the game in that sense. And, and, um, I'll get to more of that in the spoiler section because there's a lot of things we could talk about, but I won't leave that. that. There's just with the stealth aspect of it and the events and how you can move around the board, you can do a lot with it. So yeah, I think it's a very good cooperative game i don't know Definitely. if i do this one solo did you you did this some of these solo right i played the tutorial mission solo well that's a that's a crapshoot yeah so you didn't like that one but no would you do the campaign solo or would you play multiple characters i think you would want multiple characters you have to play two assassins okay. so okay. yes yeah it, it's best cooperative for sure okay. but but yeah so that those are the top five so we got just recap number five pro the playtime Four, con, enemy variety. Three, pro, being the stealth. The stealth's very good. Two, the con, tutorial memories. And then the number one, pro, opportunities for clever play. Like you, I think that's uh, how to summarize it. And I know we've got some questions. So let's jump yeah. to some questions on the chat. So well, Nick um, is saying the solo with three to four characters allows for more clever, clever tactical play. I think that's interesting. I don't know if I'd want to personally manage three or four players well this is nick but... we're talking about nick he he, <laughs> he plays <laughs> he plays six spirit six spirit spirit island by himself oh so yeah my brain would hurt nick <laughs> <I didn't do 
<laughs> but uh, right. to answer DVC Bear's DVC question. Bear's question. What is your take on the um, importance of the minis? Not important at all. In fact, this ties into a little bit of the after talks. So I'm going to... So let's go into... Well, we don't have the spoilers section yet, but we'll get to that in a second. I'll be very clear on that. Um, I was talking about minis. Spoil it, though. Because there's boxes. Hidden boxes of mini miniatures. So... But I think I talk about as well, touching on that. The Assassin's Creed box is huge, and it's honestly mostly just minis. There's envelopes in there, and it's a good section of it. And there's obviously dice and cards and stuff like that in there. But a huge portion box is miniatures. And do I think it's important to the gameplay? No, I don't. I think it... You disagree? I like them. Okay. If I wasn't presented with them at all, I don't think I would miss them. Okay. But I think they're pretty cool and they look they look really nice. Okay. Because the game is very expensive with the miniatures. That's true. Which is why I said, you know, if you would have brought, said, hey, here's a game and here's, you know, these tokens. Because that's what V sabotages. And that one's great. I like that game too right. with the right. tokens. The enemies are the tokens. But the heroes are the minis, right? No. no? All tokens in that It's all tokens. all tokens? I'm just not remembering things properly. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's a nicety. It is not important no, I, to play the game. I, I would agree with that. Yes. But now that I have them, I don't want you to take them away type of thing, you know? Right. The <laughs> only thing you need to keep track of for the miniatures is if they're standing up, they're a normal acting enemy. If they're lying down, they're a body. And you could do that with a miniature or a standee. Either way, it's not or a problem. Or a token. You like flip your tokens over. Or it has the different yeah. um, icons on it. Yep. So, exactly. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's all I really care about. So, for the retail version of this, I, I think this would be a great retail option. I'm actually very excited they presented that. So, just to fill people in, if they're not familiar with it, this was a Kickstarter. I can't remember when it came out the Kickstarter, but it was a big miniature heavy Kickstarter. And that was the only copy available. But now they're doing a retail version, which is, I believe, I'm not positive it's all standees or if the assassins are miniatures and all the enemies are standees. I'm not sure exactly. But it's going to be mostly standees in there with, as far as I understand, the same exact gameplay. And so you can play through it with, with that price point, which I think is a would be a big pro. That's cool. Yeah. Nick is here chatting with us. So my biggest con was one of the spoiler aspects. Maybe number one con. Expectations were too high, maybe, though. So I think we're going to get into the spoiler territory. What else do you want to touch on before we get there? I mean, there's so much more of the game that we haven't talked about. If I'm not about to say the word headquarters. Does that mean anything? Can we no, talk about we'll that? No, we can talk about headquarters. Okay. So, uh, yeah, let's talk. We can talk about that as well. Um, yeah, we'll get. We'll answer your question, Nick, in a second. Get on the spoiler territory. Headquarters. Yeah. So this is one that I think is going to be a mix for people. Yes. I was pleasantly surprised. You love the thing. And I then did. other people were like, this is the stupidest addition. Like, why do I have to manage this whole system over here outside gameplay? So let's talk about what the headquarters is. So when you sit down to play a memory in the game, a memory is a mission, of course. Uh, before you actually play the game, you have to manage your headquarters. So there's mm -hmm. a whole other board where you can choose to put your assassin apprentices on the board. You can put other characters on the board. Um, you actually have special characters depending on which headquarters you pick. So I won't get into details of that one. Yeah. But long story short, you have um, a hospital if you want to heal people in there. You have a storage room uh, to just maintain to keep your um, keep all your gear in it, which you don't really use for assigning people. You have a a shopping area so you can get more supplies. You have a contract area, which is a mini missions itself, and then you have a ability to construct your own equipment. Workshop. Workshop, yeah. yeah. And so that... You're welcome. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> and so you need to figure out which characters you want to keep at the headquarters and which characters you want to keep off, not in the headquarters, which you can use in the mission yes. itself. So I, I think it was an, the way that they designed the missions and how you interact with the headquarters was nice mm -hmm. it's just that extra effort that i think is kind of a turnoff i mean but if you don't do that there and you don't utilize your hospital we probably would have died a couple times you know <laughs> so the way that the game is designed it's needed but yeah i think it's going to be a big flip the coin if you like it or not type of thing i know what you're saying that it's not necessary or you're saying it's necessary for the game but like i can see a lot of people saying well i don't want, this is not the reason why i'm sitting on plays i don't want to do this it's almost like worker placement aspect of it, right? It is right? worker placement, but you can also you don't have to spend thirty minutes Correct. figuring it out. Sometimes we did because that's just the way our brains work. No, no, work. we only took like ten minutes max. I did all the timestamps. Trust me. 
Okay, fine. <laughs> so it just feels longer sometimes when I'm. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's not a ton of time, but yeah, it's it's. Yeah, like you said, it's work replacement when you're not actually playing a work replacement game. Right, exactly. Okay, that's fair. But yeah, I liked it. I, I think a lot of people won't like it, and probably a mix or a con for a lot of people, so just be aware of that. But again, it's not a huge aspect of no. the gameplay. No. It's pretty quick. You do that, you start playing, you come back to it and resolve yeah, it. It's, it's pretty fast. Good. It takes maybe 50 minutes total of the whole playtime. And and when I talk about the 45 minutes to an hour playtime, um, that that 10 minutes is in there for the headquarters as well. Okay. So it's a fast playing game. Co Let's talk about cooperation real quick. Because I think this is a big one. This is a big pro. We kind of talked about that. We talked about it a little bit, but there's more aspect to it. One of the biggest things I loved about this is the coordinated strike. So what this means is if we're, if we can all target the same area, we can then spend actions simultaneously. simultaneously and then combine all our results to to one attack against the enemies, which seemed really thematic for assassins who are trained to do these corner strikes. And it was a fun new element to the tactical play. Mm -hmm. In fact, I liked it enough where like I kind of want to try and see if it works for V sabotage. Sure, I see mean, what happens. A, a, like a big part of this game cooperatively is you don't take your actions. You take your actions in any order, and right. you can split it up. You don't have to do like all your three actions and then mm -hmm. I have to do all mine. No, it's whatever works for whatever the heck you want to do. I love that flexibility in play. It makes it really interesting and engaging for sure. Yeah, because I might want to move over here to prep something and then you're going to come follow suit, you know, and it's... Mm -hmm. But yeah, the other thing too about the cooperation is the splitting damage, which is another thing. Mm -hmm. Where if, if you're together on a space and you get attacked, well, guess what? I, as long as the damage gets dealt, the total doesn't matter who takes it. Mm -hmm. So maybe you got more health. You can take it for me. Help me. Help me live a little longer. For example. Yeah, I was the meat shield in many cases. You were. You were. <laughs> and then there were also skills that helped impact other characters as well. Which we won't go into details here for spoiler stuff. So yeah. we, we've been waiting for a while. I, I didn't realize, but he has a two-page word document that he's referencing. <laughs> and it's all bullet points. It's very organized, Steve. <laughs> I have a lot to share. You know. Okay, so if you're listening or watching, now's the time, if you want to avoid spoilers, to turn off the stream or turn off the audio. We're going to do all the good stuff now, so mm -hmm. you've been warned. Okay. Okay, spoiler tags up. All right, Nick, I kind of want to know what your number one con was. So let's go back to that. Um, yeah, so I think he, he had to do with... Scroll down. The biggest con was one of the spoiler aspects, maybe number one con. I think he's talking about he had really high expectations that the spoilers were going to be significant, like have significant changes. I think I, I think I get what the Nick's getting at because in most of the cases, the, the boxes you open are just miniatures. And it's mostly just like, oh, here's this character. I think it's a spoiler from the intellectual property aspect of it. If you play the games, you're like, oh, there's that character. I know him from the video game. Oh, he's a really bad guy or whatever. And that that's the spoiler aspect of it. I didn't know he was going to be in the game. I didn't know he was going to be the bad guy. So I can see that as being the, the element of surprise. But if you don't have that, or it's not a strong connection, I think that would be lacking. Okay. I can understand that. I think the biggest spoiler surprise was when we went back to the modern age and had those missions. Because that kind of completely changed the game uh, in those in those mission memories. I didn't even like those. Well, we didn't like them for <laughs> a specific reason, though. Yeah. And the reason was is because it was a split map. And then we, in, in other versions of the game where you do have a split map, you can you can actually work on one together and then go to the other one together or a split map or somehow you can cross over and meet up with each other. Mm -hmm. But because this is the present and the past, there's no there's way. There's no interaction. So it's like Correct. I was alone on my own, um, you know, back in history. And then there Steve was with like a, not a ray gun, but you know, off yeah. in the future. And it was two different games, I felt, kind of entirely going on. Right. I agree. So that, that, I think, is a, a very good con that I think a lot of people might run into for sure. I I don't think it bothered me as yeah. much because the gameplay was so good. I wasn't expecting big surprises necessarily. Well, yeah. I mean, the whole the box opening, I guess my, my reference point is mm -hmm. like Pandemic Legacy. Yeah. Those were good, Yes. you know, yes. tokens or good... Oh, here's I, a... I don't want to say that. It like had a it had more impact when you opened whatever it was that you opened as opposed to 
whatever you're opening for Assassin's Creed here. And I think the main difference is, that's a good reference point, because in Legacy, it's a new mechanic. And now you have this new rule set, a new mechanic you have to add to the game and change it up. In this one, it was just, here's a character. But that character had a skill that was maybe different. It did. Than, so, I mean, it's not like it was just, here's a new figure. It right. was, here's this guy, he can do this, and he'll help you in this way. But I don't think it was as impactful as, like, what you would get with Pandemic Legacy. I agree with that. Yep. Um, it was still very cool. I mean, I, I liked him. But, I, I did too. But I also, I guess like Nick was saying, his bar may have been super high, but I, I was just kind of like even keel the whole way through. So. Yeah, I don't. That was, a, that was not a problem for me. It didn't make mm -hmm. my list at all. At all. Uh, I do want to... But there was, a, there was some ninjas we never even used to be met. Yeah, we didn't use many things that we opened up there were weapons we didn't use there mm -hmm. were um i guess your own like skills that you had a skill tree and you had to kind of pick out which ones you wanted to choose yep so naturally you don't get to pick all of them that's right um so i mean that kind of then goes back into replayability which i know you want to talk about that at some point we can talk about it right now in a okay. little bit because one thing i want to talk about is the treasure deck so in this game, you have the ability to climb up on top of the tower and synchronize, which is really cool. I like that. Which you were adamant, <laughs> I'm going to synchronize, I'm going to find all the treasure and all the loot, and I don't care if that sets us up for failure, I'm going to go get it. That's right. I'm just glad the one time that you saw reason, we're like, no, let the loot expire. <laughs> like, it's not worth it. Well, and the, so that, you go up there and generally find loot crates hidden on there. Other things about the map could change too, which is really, really cool. I like that. Mm -hmm. Now, the... The treasure deck is interesting because it is a set of five cards that come out regularly throughout the campaign. And you reveal, so if you go open a loot chest, you grab card one. Open another loot chest, grab card two, three, so on and so forth. At some point, the game will tell you, okay, if you have any cards left in the loot deck, put them back in the box, grab this new loot deck. And so, this new treasure deck, I to say. And so, there's it provided this fun tension, like, ooh... I don't spend the time to get it, I might not see that card at all. And that's true for us. It's gone forever. It's gone forever, exactly. And so I really enjoyed that aspect of it. But my con is, for replayability, it is always the set order. And it happens at these intervals. And so, like, if we were to play it again right now, like, well, I kind of know what some of them are. I, I mean, in the future, I'll probably forget. My oh, I'm like, totally going to forget. If you're like, Kim, in a year, we're going to play this game again. I'll be like, okay. I just would have to remember, well, I would remember who my character was and her loadout. And I, right. as much as I loved how I built her, I would force myself to play somebody else <laughs> and, um, you know, try different things. But So I, I think that's going to, yeah, it's going to tie into the replayability, right? And I think playing a new character would definitely be replayable. Like you're going to see new um, missions potentially, you have new abilities, new strategy and tactics to pull out. Well, I think the only real change, other than tactics, um, would be like you have your individual character special mission mm -hmm. that you can go on but i would say overall the missions are all going to be the same right Cur well correct there's a few branches in there but they're pretty minor branches yeah so i'd say the base the main point of the game is not going to change correct correct strategically maybe your character is going to how you approach do each else. right how you approach each is going to be different but it's it always going to be the same memory but I think also the event deck is impactful enough where that will affect how you approach it. Because I know we played a few, few ones where we had a fortunate event popping up. Like, oh man, this changes our strategy. We can now leverage something going on. Well, yeah, no, there was like one or two missions where it went way too well. And because mm -hmm. the cards fell in our favor. So like, like probably, yeah, we'd do it again. It wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't end up that way. But yeah, Baron, you do play too many games. You'd forget everything. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, funny. Um, yeah, so so that's as aspect of the replayability. The envelopes work pretty well. So there's an envelope for every memory you play. It's actually really nice how it's laid out. It tells you on the card very clearly what you can look at, what you can't look at. And I felt like it played pretty nicely. The the nice the other nice thing is all the cards are labeled, so you know which envelope it comes from. It's easy to put them back. It is a pain at the end of the campaign to put everything back. It's going to take time. Guaranteed. But Did you finish that already? Oh, yeah. I put it all okay. anyway. It's, it's all reset. It, it just took time. I expected it. Through, throughout the campaign, you will be putting things back. So it's not like you put everything back at the end. But you will have to put most of it back at some point. Just reset. Reset, <laughs> yep. 
But it is, is resettable to play again. And speaking of the enemy variety, the big spoiler is you can play the whole campaign again with even stronger enemies. Yeah, it's what do they call it? Veteran mode or legendary, legendary mode? Legendary mode. So essentially all your enemies just get upgrades and so they have way they're way stronger mm -hmm. and much harder to take down and they're gonna hit you a lot harder. So That's right. But beyond that, I don't think they tweaked anything else. Or did they? There's no, no like there's no like here's a bonus mission or anything like no, that. No, no bonus missions or anything. Nope. Okay. So yeah, so that's so replayability in this one is gonna be not very high. It's gonna be based upon the I think it's gonna be based upon the characters for them for sure. And I think yeah. you're gonna have I, I feel confident saying you'll have two playthroughs of this for sure. I yeah, I'd say two. Play as a different character yeah. and maybe up the Difficulty, difficulty and you'll see different things you won't see everything in your first play yeah. but i also like i'm gonna wait at least a year if you want to play yes. if you say kim i want to play this other camp this campaign again i'll be like not right now i agree i agree completely um now again we've been carrying um comparing it to pandemic legacy where i you can't play that one again you're ripping up cards you're Correct. okay so i guess i answered my own question because i was like would we play that game again i'm like no that's physically impossible no it's this is not a legacy game it's just a campaign game okay so, but you had, you, when you were playing this game, early on the missions, I felt like replayability was felt lower to you, and I don't know if you liked the game as much as you do now. Oh, I did, I was not fully on board. Like, when we started, I was like, this is, you know, kind of blah, there's only two enemies, it seemed a little limited, but as you get into the game, you're building your character out, and that, I think, helps a lot for me, because I like sure. I like that aspect of games. I like RPGs in that sense and just building building out a loadout to to my taste. Um, and I think that's another important factor with this game because you have your innate ability on your assassin. And that you can do multiple times throughout the game. But all the skills you pick, I think nearly I think all of them are once per memory. And so at the max level you'll have four additional skills plus your innate. And those four additional skills are once per memory. So you don't have a lot of a lot of special abilities you can use in that mm -hmm. sense. It I normally don't like once per game abilities like that, but it didn't really bother me in this one because I don't know if there were a lot of times where I want to do it more than once, with mm -hmm. like the exception of uh, leg up, where I was able to you can help me over a wall. So yeah, I I'd, I'd boost you over a wall. I mean that we would use all the time. We for would. Sure. Maybe I just get tired. I can only do it once, Steve. Gosh. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> We're big people. <laughs> so, yeah, that is that is yeah. one aspect of it. Now, and like I said, in the beginning, you know, I, I still had fun playing, but it, I wasn't blown away by this game to start. And it, it did mm -hmm. get progressively better for me at the end. And now now you actually enjoyed it. You enjoyed the end yeah, of the Yeah, I, I, I did have a great time. Now, that Good. being said, we got very lucky. <laughs> I mean, I think we should have died at some point in this campaign. I mean, actually, we did. There was one one failure. Yeah, we did replay once. And we had to come back as the mm -hmm. apprentices. Apprentice yep. of Apprenti? Sure. Yeah. And um, so that was good to actually be able to see that side of it um, once. <laughs> once. But, <laughs> We're done. Right. So, yeah, maybe we do need to do the veteran level next time or legacy level. Um, legendary level. Whatever it yeah, is, legendary. Right. Um, because, yeah, I, we should not have killed Zeus or whoever that was way too <laughs> easily. I also think playing the character did and only two-player, it allowed us to do different tacticals, tactics and strategies that you wouldn't normally be able to do. Oh, 100%. Because, like, at the end there, this main enemy um, wouldn't attack the one player that was allowed up on the tower. Mm -hmm. And that was me. And then every other character, except for the one you were, would have been visible regardless, but you could hide. I was the only character that could the hide. Only, so I, like, I think our setup that way was beneficial. Definitely. Definitely. So, and the, so that's going to add a lot to the replayability, I think, because now you've come back with different characters, and that strategy is not going to work. With a different player count or different characters, you've got to figure something else out, which is going to be quite fun. Yeah. Uh, we've gone through all the talking points I have written out, the ones I want to cover, but there's... I want to go over the breakdown just to cover up or any holes we did in this discussion. And like one of the holes is set up and tear down and talk about. Which I have no experience with because I just make <laughs> you do that. Now. You do. <laughs> I do all the stuff and tear down every every game. It mm. was it was a it was a decent amount, I'm not gonna lie. 
Um, it wasn't super difficult to do, but it took me a good, you know, 20, 30 minutes to do it, I would say. It's hard to judge because I'm setting up tech as we do it, but it's grabbing the miniatures, grabbing the tiles. The, the tiles here are pretty nice in the sense that they're kind of like a V-sabotage, not quite as easy as that one because you have four different types and it's easier to one side to the other side to figure it out. So it's not too bad, but it, it is something. You will have to set up and tear down. That's another reason why, if you are going to play this game, I would likely do two memories at a time because setting up the map is not difficult to do. Or since you've got the miniatures don't change really, and your items don't really change, the only thing that changes really is the map. The map, well, your your characters, you got to keep track of all that. Yeah, but if you already have set up for one memory, it's going to be set up for the second memory. Yeah, I know, but if you're putting it back every single correct, game, that's correct. kind of an annoyance. Exactly. So yeah, that's where I think that this one would really shine to do multiple plays back to back. And it's short enough where you can definitely do that. Mm -hmm. um, art and component quality. Um, the art, I think, is great. I like the art. Yeah. I like how each tile had unique and individual features. There's very few tiles that are exactly the same. And so it, it was, I had fun setting it up just like, ooh, I want to put the fountain over here, for example. It, does, it doesn't mean anything mechanically, but it was, it was nice having that ability in there. And that's the same thing that's in V-Sabotage. I like that. Um, if you don't care about it, you don't have to worry about it. But it was nice to have that ability. The miniature quality I thought was, was good. It was good. Yeah, it was. Definitely on the higher really, end, for sure. Really nice. Now, we did talk about miniatures early and if they were necessary. And like we said, they're not. And I didn't even think about that huge tower that comes with mm -hmm. this. We didn't even put that on the board and we had it. Yeah. Because it was just way too big. Well, <laughs> we didn't put it on there because of the camera system. It wouldn't work with the camera system we have. That's true. But I probably wouldn't play with it anyway. Uh, it depends. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just way too big. It's, it's huge. <laughs> it's cool. Don't get me wrong. It is really it's cool. cool. And oh, wait, is Barrett, did Barrett, did you paint that? Are you still on? Or <laughs> he, where is he painting? He started that? painting. I don't yeah. know if he finished it. I want to kind of know what it looks like. Uh, where you're at with it so post it on discord i want to see where you are <laughs> yeah baron's like make it work steve you're a master make it work with the uh, tower, the tower. <laughs> so yeah. um but yeah no I, I have no complaints with art and component quality i think it all worked out pretty well um i normally sleeve games this one i did sleeve um it'd be hard to put it back in the box with sleeves to be honest but i don't think it needs it either how can you not play with it? It's so fun to drop your mini off of it as a leap of faith. <laughs> True but, statement. Yeah, or I True guess statement. I haven't experienced that yet. I'll have to try. I did like, you know, do jump your minis into the hay bale. So totally. I guess I missed out on the giant tower. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, totally unnecessary, but it's cool, cool factor for sure. Mm -hmm. I some loved it. Uh, rules weight. The rule book in this one was kind of unique because it doesn't have page numbers. I never realized that. Yeah, but it actually works pretty well still. I My biggest complaint with the rules is I feel like there should have been a little bit more in it. I want a bigger rule book, but... Fuck. You're saying that as a man who will read rule books at night, as your nighttime <laughs> reading. Fair enough. So you're like, give me the dictionary books so I can read. But, and so actually, they did a good job with this one, I'm not going to lie, because it's... As you're going through the, the the campaign book, the scenarios, it says, hey, on this, go look at Rule 47. It's not a page number, but it's an actual bullet point in the rule book. It's all numeric, of course. So go to page 47, gives you the no, rule, rules. Rule 47, not page 47. Yeah, Rule 47, thank yeah. you. So it was actually easy to find stuff and look things up in that regard. So I did. I think the rules were fine. It The weight of the rules, honestly, very easy. This was an easy game to pick up and play. I agree. I agree. And I didn't go through the tutorial. So. <laughs> well, I know you didn't need to do that, so. Yeah. But yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting way to lay it out, so for sure. Yeah. Um, gameplay weight. This one, I felt like the gameplay was heavier than the rules, but I don't think the gameplay was heavy. No. I think I, I think it's medium, I would probably say. Me yeah, that's right, because you can complicate it with tactics. You can. And, like, really get creative, or you can just kind of brute force your way in there which i had started brute force and then i got a little sneakier i think yes yeah 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 you just want to beat things down for, for the start <laughs> i loved that mace i mean it was just <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm i think the gameplay is fine in this one i enjoyed it i don't have any complaints with the gameplay weight it was a lot i like i said that was my number one honestly tying into the opportunities you can do and we I, so often we felt clever like, ooh, let's do this, let's do that. And it was and that would change based upon your characters and the events that came out. It would not be the same each time. 
That's true. That's true. Difficulty. This one's a tough, 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 tough one to talk about, I think, because it's going to change. I think in the earlier memories, difficulty is on the higher end. Not high, on the higher end. I'll probably say, like, medium. I think, it, I think a little bit in the beginning, it got hard, difficult. But it didn't stay difficult. It got back down to, like, medium difficulty. I think that can vary drastically. I would agree with that. Because... In the beginning, it wasn't. It's not a hard game to play, but you're limited because of your character loadout. You don't really. I know we're, you know, assassins and we're masters, but we were still like, I guess, fresh out of assassin school, so we didn't have a whole lot, and that made it hard because you're, like you said, your um, villains are constant the entire gameplay, right? Um, with the exception of when the bosses come out. Um, so I, I guess once you get up to kind of a more even playing field to your you know regular bad guys then yeah by then your loadout's kind of up there and it's easier but again if your events come out you can get screwed i want to say get screwed i don't think it like would define the game for you but you could have you can get lucky and unlucky in some cases but i don't think it would ever win the game or lose the game for you well, there were games where we got lucky and the enemies were always like on the other side of the board and we just kind of uh, walked fair. on through and it was a breeze to the point where we thought we cheated and did something wrong. That's true, because you could get lucky with the enemy movement for sure because the enemies will move randomly unless you are next to them and you're visible. Mm -hmm. So it's actually pretty easy to avoid them if you need to, this one. So that, that drops the difficulty down lower. And I think towards the end... I don't, there was a few memories that were difficult, but most of them, there was a lot of them that we felt like were on the easier side. So I think, I think starts with medium, it gets a little more difficult and then it drops down to the easier standpoint, I'll say. I think it was the way we, we built out the characters and new characters and just having two players. And I think we kind of broke the major boss guy at the end because of the way that we <laughs> were set up. So right. I think if we did it again with different characters, you might... It, I think it could be different. We'll have to revisit this then. In a year. In a I'm year. going to wait a yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> so difficulty, he's a little bit of a mixture for people. Mm -hmm. For a type of cooperation level, um, this gets into replayability a little bit. So options within the game session, like how much variety do you have within the game? Um, a lot can be different with the events and the items and the, the equipment you pick up from drops. That can change it. Variety between game se sessions um not a whole no. lot mission variety is not very different no well I mean, it's had... it's okay it's okay well, it's not like what, v sabotage what type of mission did you have you had your basic no i'm just drawing brain farts go from point a to point b you had to escort somebody you had to make sure a boss didn't go somewhere and then you had to just kill a boss that was well that's oh probably oversimplifying a bit i think I mean, yes. I mean, every game's like that, though, too. I get yeah. I mean, there's no, that's no different than any game out there. There's, remember the one with the horsemen that uh, travel around, for example. And well, the other ones was, were... I think that's just uh, enemy variety. That wasn't really a... Well, the map was laid out that way, too. Okay. To, to okay. allow that. And so that happened, and then taking out the, the spawn points, for example, protecting the headquarters was, was really cool. So I think there's definitely some cool variety in there. But I don't think there's a lot of variety. I feel like other games have bigger swings of scenario variety than this in one. In the missions. In the missions, okay. exactly. Okay. It's and good, but not great. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I, I was still entertained. Yeah. And Ryan, yeah, I completely agree. The final <laughs> boss was negated by our builds. Again, I was just a tank, and you were invisible. And I'm like, I'm going to go hide up on this tower because he can't get me, and you're just running around dropping a bomb. And I think that was also a little cheat, even though it wasn't cheating, but it felt like a, a loop that we kind of broke where you yeah. could let's put the bomb have him go there and then he doesn't take his retaliation action or whatever it was and but that us. gets back to my number one point like being able to feel clever like i felt like we were really clever making that work so we're so smart i know <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah that and got lucky so with the build for sure yes. i think that's true we got very lucky for the rules oh absolutely. yeah which is another thing we did talk about <laughs> the the dice rolls uh it's like a 50-50 chance for enemies hitting you. And then it's not quite a 50-50. It's a two-thirds chance to hit them back, yeah. I think. I mean, so. odds are they should mostly be in your favor. Right. 
particularly when you have your weapons that you're getting and your skill traits that are coming out and like alexandra's um skill where i can turn misses into you know critical hits that was awesomely insane Mm -hmm. so the one thing i will talk about is the lost conditions one of the lost conditions is running out of miniatures and i felt like there was two or three memories where that was a risk but most of them i don't think that was a problem no, I don't think so. And the main thing is, once a spawn area is filled, because you only have four enemies in a spot, they just won't spawn. And so it was almost a good thing to have a lot of enemies on the board in that sense, as long as you weren't well, near if, them. If you weren't near them, and there were some, you know, event cards that say, hey, take a ladder away. Right. And the enemies can't climb up and down roofs, so you right. can pull a ladder out, and then that means they had, in order to get out of the spawn point, you know, maybe they had to only go west, and so you'd have to wait for that card to come up. So you can definitely tinker and move things around in your favor. Definitely. Yeah, and the last point is talk about the value of this game. This game, it's a hard one to recommend because it's so expensive. But, like you said, you don't need the minis. Correct. And then it's more reasonable. I would, I would say so. I think the retail version of this game was very smart. Um, like I said, you like the minis, they added to the gameplay for you, but... Again, but if they weren't an option to start, like, if you would have said, here's some of the tokens, it's just like the sabotage or whatever, I would have been like, okay, cool, let's do this. Right, exactly. But they're nice. Yeah. (laughs) But again, we also didn't use the giant tower. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Well, yeah, do you have, uh, what's your final thoughts on this one? I, I had an evolution playing this campaign okay like we said in the beginning i was like this is too simple there's not enough going on but then as you build out your characters and you keep going it got better and i had a great time you know i still had a great time the whole campaign because i love playing games with you no you too thank you yes oh and um but yeah it got better for me would i turn around and play this again immediately heck no (laughs) <laughs> Fair not enough. not even a different character no i don't i don't want to well not for it. another year at least give me a year yeah and then we'll yeah. come back to it All right yep and i agree with that like this was my game of the year for 2021 i picked that one because i love the opportunity to feel clever in this one it was just so fun <laughs> to figure that out. i'm gonna bring really, that up all the time really like let me just there you go pat you on the back Steve. well no it was, it was clever for yeah. both of us though right? no I'm, I'm just teasing yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah, was yeah. fun you know and it's always I mean, that's kind of why you play games anyways. You exactly. want to be challenged. You want to get a good light bulb moment and be like, aha, you know, have exactly. that little victory. Otherwise, you just, you know, you don't really, I don't like playing games that always beat me down and are just depressing. Right. Um, there was, there's a game out there and I can't remember what it was, but all you guys were talking about it. And it's like, was it Barrett? He's always glutton for punishment or something. <laughs> but um, KDM probably. KDM yeah, yeah. I don't, probably. I don't know. But this game, it wasn't that. So. Yeah, and uh, Barrett has a question here, actually. He says, do you feel there could be a downward spiral with multiple deaths for each mission? I don't think so, because if you do die, you come back as the apprentice assassin. And that assassin, you can't use your hidden blade to take out enemies. But, but you have all but your highest skills available to you. Yeah, they're not as good. So, right. like he's saying, would you get in the cycle of doom? Could you get stuck? I don't think so because it's not as good as your main character. You don't have to, you don't have your innate ability, and you only have your skill one and two, and you don't have your hidden blade. But that's the only differences. You have everything Those are else. Significant. <laughs> you're, you're, I mean, it's significant. I agree. It's okay. But the thing is, you're not going to play that one very long because while your assassin's not in the game, they'll be healing quickly in the hospital. Okay, so say you die, you go, you're an apprentice, you yep. lose again. Does your main guy come back? No, your main guy only comes back when they're healed. How how many heals do they do in the? Oh, it, never mind. It took us one. I it remember. Took us one memory to do it. Yeah. So. Yeah. It wasn't a big deal. I can I can agree with that. So I don't think that's a I don't think it's gonna be a problem. And honestly, it's a, the official rules are if you fail a memory, you replay it once and then you move on. So you can fail forward. You can fail forward. Yes. We never fail forward. No. no. <laughs> Thanks, Baron. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah. Thanks. But yeah, so so my thoughts. This was my game of the year, and I said that because of the, like I said, those moments were awesome for me. Um, I did have cons for this game, absolutely. Even back then, there were issues with this, and those issues never changed. Like enemy variety was a big one, and that and the tutorial missions just drove me nuts. Those I don't think are those stuck with me for the whole game, of course. But 
I still really enjoy this one. There's a lot of fun. I, I love stealth games, though, and V-Sabotage is excellent. Yeah. And this one was a good evolution of that system to put it into a very focused campaign. And that's the other con. Like, this one, you really can't play it standalone. It really has to be a campaign. You can maybe pull out a, mis- a, me- a memory and play that one. I maybe? Don't I don't know how you would do that. Because That'd you be need, hard. You have... You've accomplished so much, like if you jump into the middle of the campaign, right? Like, how do you compensate for all that that you just ignored? I don't know if you can. It'd be really, really Maybe tough. there's a thread on BBGCon or BGGCon, BGG, Board Game Geek. Um, yeah, I don't know how how you do that, but I think that's also the fun part of the campaign. Is like you're in it for the long haul. Agreed. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But yeah, so I think this one was excellent, really fun. I do recommend it. I do definitely recommend checking out the retail version for this one. Yeah, when it comes out, I don't know when it's coming out exactly, but it's worth worth a look for sure. I'd say if you like campaign games. The other Correct. thing too with the campaign is what do you say linear? Like you, yes, I, linear. I completely agree with that. If you want to be able to like kind of go off on your own and do things, you are not going to be doing that. Correct. Your variety is going to come in how you're building out your character, and that is it. That and how you approach each memory. Well, your tactics that you Correct. play in that specific right. mission, but right. that. That's only, hey, I'm going to win or lose this mission. That has no impact on how, what else is going to happen to your campaign. Agreed. So, some people might want more variety than that. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That's very true. Okay. We've been talking for a long time, but I think that's about wraps it up. Anything I, else you got? I feel good. I had fun. Ryan, I agree. There's some great moments. That's going to end it. Yeah, it's going to end for this campaign. I had a lot of fun playing with it. So, we'll move on to another campaign soon. If you guys have any uh, suggestions, let us know. But thanks for listening to the review, and we'll see you at the guys next stop. <laughs> Wait, awkward pauses. Are you sure? Do you, if you feel good? I feel you're, good. You're at a good ending point? I'm at a good ending point. All right. Okay. Well, thanks, everybody, for watching. <laughs> see you at the next stop. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us again for the One Stop Co-op Shop podcast. Check out our YouTube channel at One Stop Co-op Shop. Also, join us for games and discussion on our Discord channel. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash one stop. Or leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks again and we'll see you next week for another Top 5 list.